Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Tiger Shulman Smithtown Podcast. I'm Sensei James Leonelli, owner and head instructor of Tiger Shulman's here in Smithtown. Once again, I'm at home. I'm preparing to give you guys a bit of a thought, some food for thought, rather, some motivation, and maybe a, a different point of view that we can use this week and all others as we move forward. It's a dreary week here on Long Island, and I think it's only going to get more dreary as time uh, goes along. So... I think a little positivity can go a long way. And I think this is a simple thought for how to kind of flip the way that people often look at things. So I'll give you guys an example. Just last week, last Friday as a matter of fact, I was teaching my intermediate kids class, my Tigers Intermediate class as we call it. Um, And Lily, who you guys may remember, from uh, several weeks ago when she was on the podcast and we talked about competition. She and I uh, were uh, talking before class and uh, I decided, knowing how big the class was going to be, that I needed someone who I could count on to be in the spot where I normally demonstrate because the class was so full, someone needed to be in that spot as well. So with that being said, I, uh, I put Lily in that spot. And Lily's been with me for a good little while. She's got very good technique. If you guys have followed my school on social media, you've seen her uh, lead the class in the takedown drill, which is really cool. Uh, you'll see her doing some other things. I've got some cool video of her putting up as time goes along. But I knew I could count on her to be in what I refer to as the role model spot. I knew she would be A-OK being in that spot. I knew she would handle it really, really well. And more importantly, I knew the other kids would get the right um, perspective watching her train. That's kind of the whole idea. Now, what I want to do is I want to talk about how somebody could look at that incorrectly. See, I put Lily there knowing that she would be a positive role model, knowing that other kids watching her train and emulating what she did would be beneficial to them. Not only is her technique very, very sharp. I mean, if you watch her punch and kick or do her takedowns or anything, her technique is very precise. She's very, very good that way. But the more important thing is the effort Lily puts into everything that she does. I was joking with her during the class, and I brought it up while she was demonstrating in front of the room. I I said to her, um, you know, Lily, how much do you weigh? And she goes, I don't know, like (laughs) 40-something? I said, yeah, probably like 45 pounds, right? She goes, yeah, like that. And I asked the kids in the class, how much of that 45 pounds did it look like she was putting into every one of her punches and kicks? And one of the kids answered 80 pounds. And (laughs) that looks about right. If you watch the effort Lily puts into everything she does, to me, that is the most commendable thing. That's the most important thing that I want those kids to emulate. I want them to look at her effort, and I want them to put a similar effort in themselves so that they'll be able to achieve to her level. Now, a kid could look at that the way that I'm describing, for inspiration, saying, hey, Lily's just a kid like me. And if Lily can get to that level, if Lily can do that, well, then I can do it too. It should show me that you know, I can easily achieve that if Lily can, because she's not some kind of superhuman. She's a, mortal just like, she's a mortal person just like me. The only special thing about her is the effort that she puts in. However, that's not always the way that kids look at that. As a matter of fact, often when things like this happen, where a kid is able to be the role model to demonstrate for the whole class, rather than having it where the kid um, 
is looked up upon. Kids look down on them. Kids look at them like there's some kind of nefarious reason as to why uh, the instructor gave them that much attention or that much responsibility. Oh, sensei just likes him better than me or likes her better than me. They're sensei's favorite. They're a kiss-up. Blah, 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 blah. It's a jealous mindset. But more importantly, it's a backwards mindset. See, you can look at the success of others and you can look at it two ways. Option one is to look at it in that negative light that I said. To look at it with an eye of jealousy where you see that and you find a reason that that person has it other than the truth, of course, and that you don't. That jealous mindset is so backwards. It's so backwards. Instead, you need to look at it the other way. You need to look at it in an inspirational way. That the fact that some achieve great success is proof to all that others may achieve it as well. Right? Look at what that person does well and then copy it. That's the thing to look at. Listen, every human being has that inkling of jealousy inside them. How could we not? You know, we look at how those people, um, how people react to different things. There's always that little bit of jealousy inside us. You know, you see somebody who has something that you want to have achieved, whatever it may be. Maybe they have a more successful business. Maybe they got a cooler house. Uh, maybe they have a possession or you know, maybe they're trying to have a child and they have a child. You know, whatever the case may be, whatever the thing is, it's very easy to look at, you know, that, that cooler thing that that person has with an eye of jealousy. I think that lives in all of us. Right? Oftentimes it's our first instinct. But there's got to be a more positive voice as well. That's the thing to realize. And that's the part that you have a control over. See, like I said, I think we all have that jealous eye a little bit. And not to say that we're all inherently super, super jealous people, but you know, we all see things and maybe get that little twinge of jealousy. But that doesn't mean that we should allow that jealousy to be the only thing that we feel. Instead, it's okay to feel that little spark of it as long as you allow it to take the next step. You allow it to transform into motivation, into inspiration. When you let yourself stop at that jealousy point and wallow in that jealousy point, it's no good. It's terrible. It's just going to make you feel worse and worse and worse. Therein lies the problem. Rather than actually solving the problem, you're just going to dig the hole and make the problem worse. And that's the thing. Negativity loves that little hole that it can create inside us sometimes. You know, we find ourselves down in that little hole and when you're feeling negative, maybe you don't want to get out of the hole. But, it's important that you do. You have control of the other things that you're going to think and feel. And it is that control that's going to push you to those better places. And those better places are the places you want to be. Now, obviously, I talked about this so far only in the idea of kids. But this happens so often with adults as well. Think about it like this. I gave you a couple of examples in terms of cooler house, a possession, you know, maybe a baby, whatever the case may be. Whatever the thing that you want but don't have, and they do have, right? 
whatever that thing is, that can be the thing that brings that jealousy out of you. And again, we're human beings. Sometimes the most painful thing is to look in the mirror and realize where to blame for things. Right? If someone can own a restaurant and they can look at another restaurant in their town and see how well that restaurant is doing while their restaurant does poorly, and they can create a million excuses as to why that other restaurant is doing better. Oh, you know, they've got a better location. Uh, you know, they, they must not pay their people that well. They've got to cut the cost. They've got to, you know, cut their prices down to bargain basement. And, you know, whatever BS lines those people are going to put out there to validate why that person is successful and they're not. That's, see, as long as the more successful restaurant isn't doing anything nefarious, then what in the world are we going to put any blame on them for? Don't blame them for success. Be inspired by them. That's actually a cool thing that I think has happened in, uh, in these COVID times, is innovation. We've been forced to innovate. And people have drawn inspiration from others, which I think is a really, really cool thing. You know, I look, uh, I'll stick with restaurants. I look around my town and there were plenty of restaurants that never had any outdoor dining whatsoever. And you know, I'm on Long Island. During the summer, it's really nice outside. So during the summer, seeing how the different restaurants took advantage of the outside space all around them, the sidewalks and the streets and um, even like parking lots a little bit, the different ways that they found a way to get even more out of what they already were doing. So they were able, you know, one restaurant did it, then another, then another, then another. And they all inspired each other to do better, which I thought was so cool. I also saw a bunch of restaurants that never did takeout before or really didn't have much of a takeout presence to begin with. And then suddenly they're doing amazing business in takeout. You know, maybe the only takeout they did was the DoorDashes or Grubhubs of the world or Uber Eats, whatever, whatever the thing might be. And, you know, they realized they didn't want to pay that 30% or whatever that they have to pay out to those people. So instead, they found a way to do it themselves. They took maybe some of their wait staff that wasn't going to be employed because, you know, they, who are they waiting on uh, and turn them into delivery drivers. And now these places are, do, are doing delivery. It's incredible. Again, one inspired another, inspired another, inspired another. No one looked at the person who was succeeding or finding a way and thought of them negatively. They were inspired and thought that was a really good idea. See, and to me, that's one of the cool strengths of being a part of an organization like Tiger Shulman's. When somebody does something that's cool, we all get to get inspired and do it better. You know, I was among the first doing virtual classes when we were forced to shut down. And it was cool to be able to come together as an organization. And as we came together as an organization, everybody contributed a little bit, which is pretty cool. You know, I, I believe I was the first person in Tiger Shulman's doing classes on Zoom. So that was a big part of my contribution. But other people who understood, you know, lighting and cameras better or microphones better, 
they had great contributions as well. Or other people who thought about, you know, the other end of the experience and they figured that kind of stuff out better or how to integrate music. That was the cool thing. No one was jealous. No one was angry. No one was, oh, you know, that person's doing, you know, virtual class and looking at it like some kind of negative thing. Instead, everybody came together as a team. Everybody was inspired by one another. And that's, that was a really, really cool thing. It was a really cool thing when I was first on the idea and instructors that I respect were asking to, to you know, come and take part of my class, like be able to, to see what I was doing on Zoom and be able to do it better for their students. That was really, really cool. And to me, again, that's the best way to approach anything. Look at a successful person, maybe feel that jealous moment, but let that jealous moment inspire you to find a way to be that successful yourself. Because it lives there. That ability is there. Right? Success is out there. See, I'm sure you guys probably remember, hopefully, I'm going to date myself a little bit here. You guys probably remember the Jeffersons from TV a long time ago. Um, if you don't remember the Jeffersons, look up their theme song, which is all about moving on up, moving up, on up, moving on up to the east side, right? They were moving on up. The success, family finally found success, and they were moving on up in the world. And the last line of the, of the song was, they finally got their piece of the pie. I resent that sentence. I'll tell you why I resent that sentence. Because that implies that when somebody is successful, that somehow, some way, it limits your ability to be successful. When nothing could be further from the truth. Instead, the world is not, the world's not a bakery. Right? The world's not a pie shop where there's a limited number of pie and you've got to get yours before somebody else gets theirs. It's not that way at all. And somebody else getting pie in no way inhibits your ability to get pie. Right? There's a limitless amount of pie because the world is not a pie shop. The world is a kitchen. Right? There's endless supplies. There's endless ovens. And all you've got to do is find your way to make your own pie. You can make your own. You don't need any of anybody else's. That's the beautiful thing. That's what we should take from a successful person. It's inspiration. It's not a bad thing to look at that person and to see what they do. Listen, I'll be the first one to admit that everything I say in my classes, uh, the metaphors I might use, the examples I might give, I don't come up with 100% of them. That would be foolish to try to come up with it all by myself. When I hear another instructor explain something in a cool way, whether it's someone who's in Tiger Shulman's or someone who's not, if I hear a good explanation about something, I'm stealing it. I'm going to use it too. I, if I really respect the person, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell everybody where I got it from too. It's not stealing when we're all teaching the same thing. It's being inspired by. I didn't take their drill. I took their example. And me using the example of somebody who owns a school out in Colorado, that uh, doesn't matter. I have a school on Long Island. Right? My school in Long Island doesn't impact their school. But that little metaphor I, I borrowed from them, that little thing that I stole from them, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll call it that, <laughs> that little thing that I took from them, that might help my student and anybody else around do that same thing. Now, all of a sudden, I, 
I explain more clearly to that student. That student gets it. Their technique gets better. I take a video of them. Somebody else in California sees their technique and all of a sudden the way that person does it, it clicks for them. It inspires that person now. So one person inspired another who inspired another who inspired another. That's the beautiful thing. In my opinion, that's what life is all about. Not getting mired in jealousy. Not getting mired in that down feeling. Don't get me wrong. A little bit of jealousy can be the spark that starts the fire. But then you've got to continually pay attention to that fire. You have to tend to it. That's your part. If you just sit there and worry about the spark, you're just going to keep sitting there and clicking that lighter and nothing's going to happen. You're going to be in the same place with the same amount of fire. But if you get off of your rear end and you tend to that fire, you poke at it like you need to, you rotate the logs around, you put more fuel and put more kindling, suddenly, maybe that, that little, maybe that little spark that you had, that little thing to give you inspiration, maybe all of a sudden you're now dwarfing that original success. That person who was successful inspired you. Maybe your success completely outdoes them. And more importantly, maybe now you inspire somebody else. Maybe you even inspire that person who originally inspired you. That's awesome. I'm going to take this back to martial arts because it relates, I, I think, very, very, very much. I know when I show a move or teach a drill or whatever to my classes, I'll watch how people do it. I don't just space out. I watch and often I see kids or students come up with stuff that is just so cool. They inspire me to do it better. You know, you look at the way that that other person puts together that thing that you showed them. Why not be impressed? Why not let that motivate you to be better? Because here's the thing is I bring the level of my students up as I inspire them to be better. This cool thing happens. I realize that if I need to inspire them to be better, I have to be better. So they, in turn, inspire me back to make me do better, to force me to train a little harder or work on myself a little bit more. That's okay. We're all in this together. We're all getting through this crazy life together. And that's the beautiful thing. Jealousy is ugly. Right? It ruins things. Inspiration is beautiful. That's why... Jealousy can lead to inspiration, but when you sit in that jealous place too long, it's no good. That's why po that positive inspiration is necessary. Take it, enjoy it, use it. We all need it. There's plenty of positive in the world if your eyes are open to it. Don't let jealousy ruin you. Don't look at things through that jealous lens. Or if you do, if you feel yourself do it, turn it to inspiration. And then do the all-important thing. Put the work in. Remember, the fact that some achieve great success is proof to all that others may achieve it as well. So that person who inspired you, who maybe made you feel that twinge of jealousy, they can inspire you too. Let them be your inspiration. Let them be the reason that you go and do better. And then you'd be amazed at who you might inspire to do even better. That's all I have for you guys this week. Uh, as always, I'm going to ask you guys the same favor. Number one, 
please make sure you subscribe so that way you don't miss an episode. You get your new episodes every Wednesday on whatever podcast medium that you listen to us or if you listen to us on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe because new episodes drop every Wednesday and I don't want you to miss any. Number two, wherever you guys are listening, please rate and review the podcast. It only helps. Helps it sit a little higher in the charts and helps other people find it, which is, in my opinion, the most important thing. Why am I doing this if no one's going to listen, right? And that brings me to the final thing I'm going to ask of you. Please share the podcast wherever you listen to it. Please share it on your social media with your friends. Tell your friends about it. Family members, listen to it with others, whatever the case may be. Beyond that, as always, you can find me on, uh, reach me via email, senseileonelli at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Sensei underscore Leonelli. On Facebook, I'm Sensei James Leonelli. Speaking of Facebook, you can find my school on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash Smithtown. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at TSMMA underscore Smithtown. Online, we are at TSKSmithtown.com. The podcast is online at TSSmithtown Podcast on Instagram, I should say. Find out more about the Tiger Showman's organization as a whole at tsk.com. And until next time, I'll see you guys on the map.